The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Hello and welcome to another rousing episode of Bring Your Soul to Work. You know, it occurs to me from time to time that those words don't always go together. And if you call me personally, you're going to hear those words actually on my voicemail. Um... And it, it usually shocks people who leave me a voicemail, bring your soul to work. Yeah, I brought my soul to work today. Or no, I don't even know I could bring my soul to work. Or does it fit in my, well, we used to call them briefcases. Um, how in the world can I bring my soul to work? I am Coach Mo Fall, and I am the founder and creator of a 12-week transformational workshop that I host every single day, every single week since the last six years where I help women up-level their souls before we can up-level their careers. Most of the time, a woman's career is not going in the right direction for her. And she feels it somewhere deep inside. And usually, I'd say over 99% of the time, it has nothing to do with education, expertise, or experience. Those things are usually all set up. And what happens over time is there are things that happen on the outside world and there are things that happen on the inside world that effectively take a woman out of her power. And how do we get that back is the mystery of life. If we want to live a fulfilled, meaningful, financially successful life, we've got to grow. If you want to be anything more than what you are today, you have to grow. It doesn't just all happen on the external side of the universe. As a matter of fact, everything that is on the external side of the universe has a lot to do with your internal self. I'll give you a really good example. There's a beautiful woman in our workshop. I think she's around week eight. And she started in our workshop having been passed over for promotion, having to go to HR and battle her way through being treated fairly, compensation-wise, title-wise, etc. She got mostly corrected on the compensation and didn't get settled on the title. She lost out on the promotion. But she came to find out that compensation wide, she was lagging behind and they were, uh, a good enough company that they took care of that. So she comes into our workshop feeling rather beaten, beaten down, rather battered up. And with a story, if this is what it takes to be successful, I don't have enough energy for it. I can't be running uphill with a tank on my back every minute, every time I want to do something more, every time I feel like I deserve a promotion, I've worked hard and I want to achieve more. She said, I can't do that. If that's what success requires, I can't do it. 
She has two young girls. She has a husband. She wants to have a nice life. She's a PhD level gal who has a smart, smart brain and a lot of expertise, a lot of education, a lot of experience. And she's trying to figure out what is going wrong here. Today's session, I want to talk about how being loyal is probably burning you out. This isn't that the problem with this woman in totality, but this is part of the problem. We over loyalize because as women, loyalty is one of the top core values that all of the women I've coached put at their top five. And it's no surprise because as women, we are hardwired at a primitive, primitive level to take care of others. So we prize loyalty to a negative point. And this woman's experience in the transformational work that we do in my kick-ass workshop has been that she has begun seeing herself as a powerful person. I've given her some strategies and having better conversations with her boss, better conversations with her team members, and being in her full identity of who she is and therefore then how she is in the world. This is an important transformation that had to happen for her because there's too much of her career left for her to be telling herself the story that if it's this hard to succeed, I don't want it. And a lot of women have that story. And a lot of women have been burnt because of their over-loyalty. I spoke with a woman the other day who is completely committed to the fact that she'll never get ahead at her company. But she went on for five minutes about how awesome her company is. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, that's a conflict. But you know what? She had made such sense of it. She had crafted so many defense mechanism processes, which you don't even know you're doing. This is what we call blind spots. We have so many blind spots that disconnect us from our truth. So this other woman, I was actually talking to her on a clarity call. And by the way, that's how we get to know if it's right for us to work together. If you have not seen my webinar on the five shifts to bring your soul to work, you've got to go see that. You can just type in your web browser, uh, www.mofall.com slash masterclass. It's a 45 minute webinar. We give you a 24 hour pass to watch that and you can check it out. And in that webinar, I think you're going to find some things that resonate with you. And I'm going to teach you and show you the things that we do and what we work on in the workshop. So you'll have an advantage of understanding the work that, that I do and that my team does as we help our women transform their souls and land their dream jobs. If you have already seen my webinar or you are on my email list for like five years, <laughs> you might not need to see the webinar and you might want to take your, your time to carve out 45 minutes to an hour to book yourself a complimentary career clarity call. There, we help really diagnose what's going on in your career and what's really the truth. So for this particular woman, and that, by the way, you can book that at mofall.com slash give me clarity, mofall.com slash give me clarity. So this particular woman I was speaking to was so loyal to her company. She was so in love with her company. And yet she was very committed to the fact that she hasn't gotten ahead and that she's very committed to the fact that she won't get ahead 
but she's doing good enough. No, she's not. She's not doing good enough because she knows inside of herself that she should be and wants to be doing more monetarily, contribution, involvement, appreciation, recognition. Yet she's super loyal in an organization where she's not getting that. And frankly, as a career coach, as a former executive, I don't get that. I don't get, except that I know how human beings are wired. So I do get it. But I want to help free women from the bondage of this loyalty trap. She's super loyal to her company. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's wonderful. I love working here. They don't appreciate me. They don't recognize me. I'm not getting ahead. I'm not making the money I know I should make. And I still have 10 more years of my career, but I'm going to stay here. That doesn't work. That does not work. I coached a woman in our workshop Tuesday night on this exact loyalty issue. I coach around it and I coach on it and I coach through it a lot because it is one of the main reasons why women stall out in their careers. Not only the previous story I told you about the woman who's a PhD who was being beaten down and beaten back and she fought the good fight and then it wore her the heck out. And now she's trying to understand if that's what success looks like versus person B who I'm talking about right now, who's super loyal to her company, but her company hasn't done enough for her to even warrant being loyal about. So ladies, here is the number one thing I want you to understand about loyalty. I want you to reserve that beautiful core value that we women mostly espouse. And I want you to save it for your friends and family. That's who to be loyal to. That's where that belongs. It's, it's a gift to give out loyalty. It's not a thing that you are. And even if you are, let's take the whole idea of being funny. I tend to consider myself as someone who can be funny, sense of humor. But if I'm funny at the wrong time, it's not a, it's not a gift. So if you're loyal at the wrong time, for the wrong reason, for the wrong entity, for the wrong amount of reasons, it's not a gift. It's now a prison. And loyalty can be one of the biggest prisons because you have convinced yourself that you are on higher moral ground because you're being loyal. You have convinced yourself that you're being the better party And that's the little fake out of the ego and our human defense mechanisms that makes this loyalty thing such a bad trap. And I'm going to tell you what the second and third loyalty traps look like in a second, but I want you to digest that one. Your loyalty needs to be put into the right buckets in your life the right containers, the right places. It needs to be energizing the areas that you're actually getting something back from. This is another weakness for women. We don't seek out, what am I getting? What am I getting? I've spoken to 
many guys about their career over the course of my career, over the course of being a career coach. I coach a few uh, men independently because every human being needs to have a brighter soul, a stronger sense of self in order to be successful at the next level. Typically, how men are wired, how men are conditioned in the world, how they're socialized, they're not thinking loyalty to the company. They're thinking loyalty to themselves. They're thinking loyalty to their goals. They're thinking loyalty of who they want to be and how they want to be in the world and what they want to achieve in the world. It's typically not one of their five core values. Because how men are typically socialized in the world, if something's not working out for them, they're not going to stick around. Unless they're getting something back. And I'm not trying to pit men and women against each other. As a matter of fact, I want to borrow from that playbook. Men and women both need to have good doses of masculine and feminine energy and traits. It's what makes us a whole person. If you're all masculine in your traits, you're never going to care about anyone because masculine energy is about going to get. Feminine energy is about nurturing and caring. When you combine those two, it is the most powerful equation of how we as humans are meant to come together as full complements of who we are in the world and how we were created. But if you're born of a certain gender and you're going to be navigating the world that way as a little person, you're going to be taught things that are appropriate to that gender. That's the way it works. Is it shifting and moving? Sure. But most of us who are adult age in the workforce, most of us who are mid-career, and that's most of the women who I work with are mid-career, they've had a good 15 to 20 years of work history and getting tossed around at a, in a, working in an organization, working in a, uh, a, a playing field that has been set up according to how men navigate the world. And so it seems a little complicated in many ways for women. Women who have a history of playing competitive sports in uh, grade school, high school, and in particular in college, have more of what it takes to be successful in the work world. I've seen this anecdotally. I don't know if it's ever been researched, but it would be interesting to see if uh, a sociologist or an economics uh, professor has done any research on this. I will tell you anecdotally that this is true. I played competitive sports all my life and I know how to be competitive and I know how to push when it might not be feeling comfortable. I know how to push toward things to achieve things and get things done. That's why I had a successful executive career. And I spent 30 plus years navigating a world that seemed a little foreign to me as sometimes the only woman in the room and sometimes shut down because of it, sometimes treated certain ways because of it, etc. The rules are complex when we're navigating them as a traditional woman raised in the world, in the work world. And this is why the whole idea of being excessively loyal, which is a woman's value, can really be a negative trait in the working world. And I really want that punch to land to you. 
again, save your loyalty to the people where it really will matter for you. And even in that level, we have a woman in the workshop right now who is in the midst of ending a relationship that was not to her highest good. And that took her a lot of strength to get there. And we helped her do that. See, when you bring your soul back to life, you're going to be able to make all sorts of distinctions between what's to your highest best good and what's not. Women hold themselves back regularly being loyal to the wrong things. And you think you're being the better person. You think you're being good. You think you're being generous. You think you're being the person you're supposed to be. This is the other thing that loyalty really hurts because we play to what we're supposed to be. This is the second trap of loyalty, living a life of supposed tos. And if you were raised like me, and I'm not dissing all religions, but many of them teach human beings that they are supposed to be a certain way and are supposed to be playing by certain rules. As a young Catholic girl, I knew exactly who I was supposed to be, how I was supposed to act and behave. And I'm going to tell you this, human experience, human beings, and who we now are as humans, we are in an evolutionary period as humans to express who we are in the world. And when we live under the rules of someone else, when we live under the rules of some other organization, we are going to find ourselves stifled. It took me many decades to unwind the trap of who I was supposed to be. I went to Catholic schools. I wore Catholic school uniforms all the way through high school. I sort of joke about the fact that when I got to my Catholic college, we didn't have to wear uniforms, but that was a problem for me because I didn't really know how to dress. And I say that sort of tongue-in-cheek, but at the same time, as soon as I remind myself of that, I remember the stress I had on whether the clothes I wore at college were the right clothes because I was wardrobe handicapped being raised Catholic and wearing uniforms. Some schools allowed me to wear a blue shirt or a white shirt. Ooh, cool variety. But most of the schools I went to from the age of six through the age of actually graduating high school at 17. So for 11 years of my formative years, every single day, I was told what to wear. The knee socks, the choice of shoes, the skirt and the skirt length, the shirt, and sometimes there was a vest or sweater involved. We had to wear uniforms at each of the Catholic schools I went to. I know how to fit in. I know how to do what I'm supposed to do. That serves me to some degree, but it also binds me. I'm going to tell you a personal story that happened this morning. If you've got young people watching this or listening to this show, you might want to like, I don't know, put it on pause and pick this up on your own. It's not that racy that I'm going to say to you, but it, it might not be the right sensibilities for someone under the age of 18. <laughs> so I live at the beach. Happy to say I enjoy living at the beach and being, uh, able to get into the ocean and put my finger, my toes in the sand. And, and I've enjoyed that. 
I will tell you something about being at the beach. You see the, I see the ocean every single day. I don't go in it every single day. Why? Because I'm busy. I'm out exercising. I'm doing my meditation in the morning. I'm doing my journaling. I don't always have time for the ocean, but the ocean's there. So this morning, the ocean was beautifully calm. The air was calm. It was so inviting, so inviting. So I thought to myself, rather than walk this morning, I'm going to go into the ocean. And I have this device that fits around my neck, and it's called a a, a neck floaty uh, something. Anyway, it's a really well-designed thing. I can just put it on my neck, and I just float, and it kind of cushions my head. Anyway, it allows me to float in the ocean and really enjoy and feel free, and, and just it's just beautiful. So I take my neck floaty. And I take myself to the to the ocean this morning, but here's the difference. I did not put on a bathing suit. I put on swim shorts and one of those sun shirts, long sleeve. The ocean's warm enough to go into it at this point of the year, but I just didn't feel like putting on a bathing suit. You know what I'm saying? Tight. Ugh, I just didn't feel like it. So I go to the ocean, put my towel down, take off my flip-flops, go in and walk in with my floaty and I'm floating in the ocean, but here's the catch. There's seaweed involved and the stretch of beach I'm in through the summer, there's tends to be a fair amount of seaweed and it's kind of cool, interesting varieties of seaweed and um, it makes the beach look a little messy and it, it rubs up against you in the water and it, you know, it's not 100% the most comfortable thing. But I want to enjoy the ocean, and I'm not going to let that get in my way. So I'm going into the ocean, moving the seaweed aside, kind of looking at some of it because there's this variety that's kind of yellowish. It's kind of cool looking, and it's so dense. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful part of nature. So I finally turned around, put the neck floaty on. I'm floating, I'm floating, I'm floating. I'm looking up the beautiful blue sky. Everything's calm. There's no big waves. So I'm not getting tossed around. Feels really, really great. And every now and then there's a piece of seaweed that floats by, brushes up against my leg, catches on my arm. I'm just tossing it away, just floating, just totally enjoying myself and being free. And after whatever period of time, I'm like, okay, this is cool. And I decide to exit the ocean and I thought, oh, I'll just go swim in the pool and do a few laps in the pool. No problem. As I'm getting out of the ocean, you know, kind of wobbly in the sand as you're kind of emerging from an ocean, there's a little uh, footing issue. So you really, you know, just trying to, I'm focusing on walking through the sand as I'm emerging from the ocean, I don't have a bathing suit holding me together and feeling constricting. And I feel, felt open and loose and free. It was a wonderful thing to exit the ocean feeling that way. Feeling that I wasn't constrained because I was a woman wearing a bathing suit. Feeling that I wasn't constrained by tightness. If you think about it, one of the very interesting things about where we still are in, in human evolution and clothing and design is that women are bound around our chest every single day. 
And if you have enough going on in that breast area, you're probably wearing a bra every day like I do. You're probably feeling like that's like the comfortable way to, to live. And it's obviously more socially correct. And there's some privacy issues around how that helps us feel more comfortable. But at the end of the day, it's a tight strap around us. And there's not a single woman I know who doesn't feel a sense of relief when you take off the bra to go sleep at night and you're just like, oh, every single day feeling that constriction. And here I was in the ocean for the first time that I can ever remember emerging from it and not feeling that tightness. That was a, a unique experience for me this morning. And I got to tell you. Playing by the rules and being loyal to the rules can sometimes really, really give you a conditioned response that you're supposed to be bound up and tight and playing to the rules, even if it doesn't feel good for you. We're taught as women to do things that don't always feel good. And that is part of the loyalty trap. That is part of how we get ourselves in situations that don't serve our highest good. And I'm going to tell you something about the highest good, and I'm going to elaborate on this more in the second half of the show. Your highest good is not selfish. Your highest good serves not only you, but your creator, your divinity, your family, your future. When you are in your highest good, you are serving the world in the level that you are created to be serving it in. When you are bound up by loyalty and rules and supposed to's, you are in a constraint environment. You are constricted. You are not living your fullest self. We're going to talk more about that in the second half of this show. If you like what you're hearing today, if you want to work together, if you want to help us diagnose your career, book a complimentary career clarity call at mofall.com slash give me clarity. And we would be happy to help you expose and explain what's really going on and to see if we can help you. We'll see you in the next half of this show where we'll talk further about this loyalty trap and how to get out of it. This is Coach Mofall. We'll see you in a minute. welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And here we go into the soul expansion once again breaking through a topic, an issue, an experience, dare I say, a sort of prison sentence that a lot of women live in, and that is the over-loyalty syndrome. In the first half of this episode, I spoke about how loyalty to a company can be really displaced and how loyalty to rules and supposed to's 
can really keep us caged in. And um, you may want to take my story, the last story I talked about before the break, about going into the ocean this morning without a swimsuit or bra, but I was covered, as a uh, bit of a little bit of a manifesto on freeing ourselves and being able to be in nature and being free and being able to feel what it feels like to not have a constriction or a strap around my chest in the morning. These are real issues that impact us sometimes in such a subtle way we don't even realize it. And most of the time as women living in a loyalty-based reality is a big blind spot. It's a big blind spot because we are convincing ourselves subconsciously every single day that it is the best and most admirable way to be because you were trained that way. You were conditioned that way. You were brought up in the world to be loyal, to be a role follower, to do good in work in school and therefore do good in work. Put your head down and good work will be rewarded is what almost 100% of my clients say that they were living in that sense of loyalty. It's a loyalty trap to just do good work and get ahead. And I can tell you every single woman I've ever had a clarity call with, every single woman I've ever worked with and coached has believed that. And yet the evidence is against it because every woman I've ever spoken to has many experiences of being in the work world where not the hardest worker, not the most loyal person is the one getting ahead. Wait a minute. That's not the rule book we're following. How did they get ahead? It's not always he, but most of the time it is he. Sometimes it's she. Most of the time it's he. How are they getting ahead? And I'm not. I'm smarter. I have more education. I work harder. I've got results on projects and this and that. They don't have that. Why are they getting ahead? So even though we are witnessing a different reality, we still have a blind spot for believing that loyalty, following the rules, doing good work, doing hard work is the thing to do. And it burns us out because we see the opposite. And yet we still live to the rule book we were conditioned to. We are programmed to a fault to believe that certain ways of being in the world are the way that we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be loyal. We're supposed to play according to the rules. We're supposed to work hard. We're supposed to give, 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 give. And then what? We get so burned out that the next thing up, the next advantage for us doesn't happen. Take a look at that reality. It's in your world. It's in the world. And it's up to us as human beings to express ourselves to the highest level, to express our natural gifts and talents to the highest level, and to navigate it in our power. One of the gals who's in our workshop right now, she landed a job. Yay for her. Super excited. 
it's uh, a welcome relief for her because she has not been working for over a year and a half. She actually quit her job before the pandemic hit and then re-entering the workplace was really complicated for her. So she's been out of work for a long time and we are super excited to have uh, helped her navigate not being unemployed anymore and stepping back into a role that is ticking some of her boxes, not all. So she's like, yeah, if I take it, I don't know if I, I might want another job and if, well, I can't quit. That's not loyal. Woo! We had that loyalty coaching session two nights ago and helping her reframe her conditioning and her beliefs. That's a great job for her. It's a great opportunity. She's going to be happy being back in the, in the mix again, being on the playing field again. As I kept saying to her, getting your feet back on the field is going to feel so good. And so here she is sort of deliberating with herself about the fact that if something better comes along, she's not going to want to take it because she's going to feel loyal. No. If something better comes along and it ticks more boxes, it's better for you. Take it. We are not in a world where we're supposed to do things to our lesser degree so that loyalty is the trump card. No, 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 no. This is not how we honor our divine nature. It's not how we honor our creator, our God. It's not how we honor our potential to be the most awesome version of us. You are put on this world to be the most awesome version of you. That's what your mission here on earth is to do. Be the most awesome version of you. And if you can't do it every day, do it most days. If you can't do it every minute, do it most minutes. To be the most awesome version of you means that you cannot be in a prison of loyalty. You cannot be in a prison of playing by someone else's rules that were programmed into that don't even make sense, that don't even work, that aren't even practical. And to tell yourself stories and have beliefs that make you feel at an ego level better than others because you're being loyal, you're being this, you're being that. But meanwhile, everyone else is zipping by you. And they're having more joy and happiness in their lives. And you're cranking it out in the supposed to category. The supposed to category is a fake sense of loyalty. And deep inside, you're afraid if you're not loyal if you're not supposed to enoughing, if you're not working hard enough, that you're not worthy. That's the real trap. I'm going to show you that I'm worthy. I'm going to show you I deserve your love. I'm going to show you I deserve this job. And then so often, a lot of the women we talk to on our clarity calls, a lot of women we coach, have failed to rise up to the next level because they think it's going to be more more work, more burden, more loyalty, more supposed tos. That is a death trap. The higher up you go does not equate to more work. Now it can. You could choose that, and many people actually do choose that. But the higher up you go, you have more team, more resources to leverage. So technically speaking, you're more free. You're able to act more independently. You're able to call the shots better. 
But yet, if you've got the loyalty card playing high and low and you're waving that flag, if you've got the supposed to, if you have the I'm not worthy that you are planted in that you might not even know, again, it might be a blind spot for you. If you're working hard, if you're being loyal, if you're playing by someone else's rule book or the rule book that you were actually given, so it's not someone else's, it's your rule book. If you're playing by a rule book that's not allowing you to be at your highest level of you, you're going to burn out and you're not going to be the divine expression of self that you were meant to be on this planet. The way to do that is to turn all of this loyalty upside down and get out of it. Get out of it. Now, easier said than done. Here's the thing. Getting out of that loyalty trap means that you got to redefine something else. You've got to live in a paradigm and a worldview and a self view that makes better sense for you, feels better, is more empowering. And that means you got to be floating on the surface of life and not be embedded in the depths. You know, as we are sort of kicking off the Olympics in a sort of strange pandemic way a year later, one of the things that is interesting, I love, 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 love sports. I love, 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 love the Olympics. I love all this stuff. And one of the reasons why I love sports so much is it is one of the best metaphors of life. I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here about swimming. Katie Ledecky is one of the best swimmers ever, ever in, in the history of the world. And she is in, I believe, her third Olympics at the age of 24. Do the math, okay? So the best swimmer ever. And she's getting better. She's getting better because she is committed to being the best version of herself. And you know what? One of the keys to being a better swimmer, a better to competitive swimmer, is to not dive too deeply from the starting blocks. You know, those starting blocks are several feet above the surface of the pool. So when you take off from the starting blocks, your goal is to jump out over the water as much as possible and land in the water at the highest level of surface and not go too deep. If you go too deep, you're going to be slowed down by all the water pressure. So out of the blocks, trying to stay at the surface of the, of the water and not get, go down too deeply is one of the keys to swimming a faster time. And I can't help but to be thinking about that metaphor and talking about this topic about how women tend to go deep into their loyalty, deep into their supposed tos, and the friction caused by all of that pressure stops you from succeeding, stops you from moving forward. You're like too deep in there. You got to be more on the surface so that you can, every stroke, move yourself more forward. And the kicks and the strokes, harmonious. So the movements that you make in your life, in your career, are harmonious with each other. You're not kicking and stroking in opposite directions. A great swimmer like Katie Ledecky has her kicking and her strokes forward in a beautiful harmony where each of those movements is maximizing her forward thrust. When I was out in the ocean this morning, 
the the tide was high tide and it was starting to retract into more of a lower tide. So it was pulling me in a certain direction because as the tide comes in and out, as it always does, it's always in constant motion, it's pulling the natural uh, tendency of the ocean movement is dependent on the waves and the, and the tides coming in or not. And it was floating me off to the side. And every now and then I would sort of like kick against the tide so I could stay a little bit closer to where I had left my towel and flip-flops on the beach. If I would have let the tide just take me, which is what loyalty people do, the tide just takes you when you're loyal. Oh, I want to be loyal to the ocean. I want to just go in the direction the ocean's taking me. It's so much more normal and, and natural. No, it's taking me off my path. Katie Ledecky, when she swims, she is diving into that pool to the level where she is pushing her forward thrust to the maximum degree and not going deep because it will slow her down. And then when she rises up to the surface, her strokes and her kicks are harmoniously moving her forward. You want forward motion in life. Your soul demands it. And when you are not in forward motion in life, your soul is going to be niggling at you. You're going to have suffering and struggle and a little bit of pain going on inside going, nope. This isn't right for you. This isn't any good. Nope, nope, nope. And what's going to happen eventually, two things eventually happen when you don't listen to the urgings of your soul. Actually, multiple things happen, but they're in two major categories. Number one, your external circumstances are going to get more dire. There's going to be more demands put on you, more pressure put on you. Why does it happen that way? Because the the universal creator we have... Uh, effectively supporting and facilitating this entire wonderful planet of ours and our human existence is putting pressure on you to get your attention. All that pressure and negativity and a toxic boss and a this and that, it's all urging you to wake the heck up, do something different, change, step into your power, stop buying into the blind spots. All of that external world pressure is for you to make your change. Katie Ledecky is swimming faster X number of decades into her young swimming career because she is using the information to make herself better. She's using the, I want to get somewhere faster to hone in her technique, to do something different, to get stronger. And perhaps she's getting stronger in the gym. She's doing more stretching. She's doing this. She's doing that to make herself stronger in the pool. It's not always just the pool. So when we help a woman in our workshop get stronger at the soul level, understand who she is at the soul level, rise into her power, that's the necessary work and expansion to do that's going to then result in a better career outcome. It's not the only thing that has to happen. You still got to get in the pool and swim. But there's work to be done on you so that you can rise up above this overloyalty, so that you can rise up above the programming and the conditioning and the rules that were taught to you as a young person that are no longer applicable, that are no longer serving you, that are no longer to your highest good and interest. And if you're listening to this show, there's something about your soul wanting something more. There's something about my message helping you understand at a deeper level 
that your personal growth needs to happen to change your life. And I'm not talking about personal growth psychologically. I'm talking about at the soul level. I'm talking about the very essence of who you are needs to come back alive because she is the person who can stroke faster. She is the person who knows what she wants. That soul version of you has all the answers for you. But it's very possible that you are far away from her. You are deep into the depths of loyalty, your blind spots, the supposed to list. And you are feeling constricted and restrained and constrained every single day by a society that's not set up in your favor. I hate to land that bad news to you. But your divinity, your divine self, is able to navigate it in a beautiful, elegant way. And I see this all the time. One of the wonderful client celebrations that we're celebrating um, this week, there's, there's always so many of them that it's hard to pick and choose, but one of them in particular strikes me. And it's a woman who's a client of ours who came into our workshop at the end of December having lost her job several months prior. And she had a nice title, but her salary just didn't jive with the title. And she had felt most of her career that she was underperforming and underplaying. But I'm going to tell you something to her family roots, to her family of origin, to what she expected might be possible for her. She was feeling like it was kind of okay. But inside of her, she felt that it just wasn't big enough. It just wasn't right. And with a great college degree, great experience, great expertise, an MBA, I said to her on her clarity call, there's like twice as much as you could be doing here, given the right soul strength and the right strategy. And she said, I feel that way, but I don't know how to do it. I don't know what that looks like. I don't even know if that's really possible for me. And I said, I do. Because what you're telling me with what you bring to the table there is so much more for you. She said, I don't know how to get it. I said, I do. Let's work together. And she was scared and she took a leap of faith to believe me and to trust me. My track record, all the results that I've had, and frankly, I've had my own big career. I know exactly how to help women advance their careers because I did it myself. And I did it for others as I was a powerful executive helping groom others to believe in themselves at a deeper level. So we began working with this woman and with all of her coachability, she leaned in every single week to do the work that was in front of her in our workshop. She did the work every single week and showed up for her coaching session every single week. And as she's navigating, raising her two kids, navigating her marriage, navigating her extended family, her parents, all urging her, when are you going to get another job? When are you going to get another job? What's going on? What's happening? Da, 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 da. We were moving her forward, moving her forward week by week, week by week. She was interviewing more powerfully, interviewing for positions that were above and beyond she, something she's ever done before. Her soul came alive. And one of the beautiful things that she did in the workshop, which we've seen several times, and it's really an awesome thing that happens, she gave herself a haircut. She literally changed her hairstyle. 
I love when that happens because I know that deep inside she's feeling like a totally different version of herself. And that hairstyle and that haircut and what she's been doing with her external self has fit the version of who she was, but it doesn't fit the version of who she now is. This woman landed a contract temporary job, which was a really, really nice position for her as she is exiting and graduating from our 12-week workshop. Uh, job in hand, income coming, great, 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 solve the problem of not working, make sure that she's getting a job that's above her level that she's ever been at, and we have all the tools and all the techniques for her to continue to explore further opportunities. She stays active interviewing, and several weeks, a couple of months ago, she landed her dream job. Oh, my God, dream job. And the beautiful thing about this woman's experience of coming into her full soul power, her full soul strength, feeling like a woman that she knew was always in there, but she didn't have access to her. She came into her own powerfully through her soul, speaking more confidently about her achievements and accomplishments, speaking more powerfully about her potential to be able to do a bigger job. You see, the thing that women tend to get a little hung up on is when you interview and apply for bigger jobs, you can't say that you've done that job before. You have to say confidently, I've done this, this, and this, and therefore I know I can do that. And that's what we help our gals achieve. So she was full of that. She knew exactly how to do that. She was well coached. She was moving forward. She was absolutely owning her power on that. And when she landed that beautiful job, it was a huge increase for her. It was a perfect, perfect job in a meaningful organization that was one of her, her goals coming into our 12-week workshop. And she shared with us, and if you want to go to my Bring Your Soul to Work Facebook page, you can see this woman's beautiful um, testimonial video. Her father, as a young kid, worked in the fields picking peanuts and cotton. Her father is a preacher, and her father said to her, this is a true miracle. This is a work of God. Let me say this to you. Of course it is. Because she raised up her access to her godliness, her divine sense of self, her soul, was raised up to a vibrational level that that now is who she is. And what she does in the world is CFO work. But who she is is what changed and what mattered. She always had it in there, but it was packaged up in a container that was too small for the fullest expression. And this is a common problem for women. When we release our soul's energy to the next highest, next highest, and we do this week in, week out, matter of fact, day in and day out, when you're working with us for 12 weeks and then beyond, because you're going to want to keep doing it, for 12 weeks every single day, we're giving you exact specific exercises to do to increase the vibration of your soul's truth and reality, to increase your spiritual connection to your creator. And again, no matter what your creator is all about and how you define that, whether you're Catholic, whether you're evangelical, whether you're Mormon, I don't care. It doesn't matter. You have a spiritual connection to that energy and that in its truth enhances your life 
And so many women have told us that their religious commitment and the religious experience has increased with the work that we do. And of course it has because we've increased, we've helped you increase your soul's vibrational truth, which means you have a greater sense of divinity in you, which means you have a greater connection to your creator. Again, whether you call it a creator, whether you call it God, whatever your relationship is, gets stronger and more powerful. And so does your job prospect. So does your career arc. Let's get that together for you and let's break through the blind spots and the detriments of being held back by being overloyal, by following way too many supposed tos, and by not feeling that success is within your grasp because you think it's going to be too much hard work. Let's get that for you. And how we do that is through a clarity call. That conversation is our diagnosis with you and for you. And you can apply for that call. Book your call at mofall.com slash give me clarity and clarity. We will give you. It is the most important thing for you to see what really is on the horizon for you. And if we know we can help you, we'll talk about that. It's not always the case, but if you've got a strong soul urging that you can do more, let's get that going. We'll talk to you next week and next time. This is Coach MoFall, MoFall.com and all over social media. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.